0: just go to cars.com. It's magical. University of North Dakota, Jonathan Taves. Commit to us, commit to the jersey, commit their people here. They scored! It. The Hawks win it's the Stanley it. Cup. The Hawks win the Stanley Cup. And comes Zebra for the stop. Welcome to Monday Morning Deep Dish. My name is Shepard Price. Uh, with me today, uh, the new version of the show, uh, as always, LBR. Hi. And uh, Mil, who's Hey, what's going on? <laughs> a, familiar, a familiar voice, by, for sure. Uh, now a part of the Monday Morning Deep Dish crew. So, happy to with be that here. said, yeah, happy to have you. With that said, uh, let's talk about the NHL entry draft. Um, it's about a month away now. Yep. So the and it, the lottery was last week. Um congratulations are in order to the Buffalo Sabres who deserve the first overall pick. Um Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that a yeah. last yeah. place team finally won when it wasn't the year that the Wings <laughs> were the last place team.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh and Buffalo also got the last sort of consensus number 1 defenseman in mm-hmm. Dhalin. So we'll see if own power makes a difference there. And also to the Seattle Kraken who got number two uh, in the lottery. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. They're about to have the the second best expansion draft of all all time. Why don't they need a a franchise potential player on that roster too? Uh, But with that to the Blackhawks got number 11 pulling out of the top 10, but I don't think they actually fell any places because both Seattle and Buffalo were ahead of them. So Didn't fall in the order. They just didn't rise. Um, So uh, it does open up a lot of possibilities for the Blackhawks because past like number two, maybe number three in this draft, nothing is for sure. There is no set draft order. Um, And that's said every year. But like this year for sure, it's like off in the air of who's going to get drafted where.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this year is special. um, And it's going to be very weird. And it's going to be really interesting, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, uh
2: I was say like it's very like the last few years have been like this too. Like it's like top two, three guys, and then it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's guys who can go like the the ranges on guys are going like more and more like wide, and where they could be drafted. Like wasn't wasn't Rykel, like eight to twenty five?
1: Yeah, he was <laughs> weirdly. And on top of that, I think there's been a lot a bigger skew between what teams are thinking and what like public facing supposed scout experts are thinking um, because they have not matched up super well, like for like maybe three or four years in a row. Like nobody had doc, a lot of people had doc top five, but maybe not top three. Some, some teams thought they were like, some um, lists thought they re that the Blackhawks reached for him, but then their stories came out and said the abs wanted him. Um, and a couple of other teams right after them were like, kind of like, damn, they want to dock. And none of the, really, none of the men and all of them were like, yeah, that's who I picked. So I think it's an, it's, this, this is an interesting draft because we've seen this trend of bigger ranges. There's not a lot of scouting for this one. It was already considered a kind of a weakish draft, but more in the sense of there's so many players are so similar to each other. They're like all around the same age and then uh, same, uh, not age, but Uh, skill level. And then Mm -hmm. there's been such a big gap between public facing lists and what teams actually have on their rosters.
0: Yeah. And and partly, partially that's because of the, again, like you said, the season that's happened this year where the uh, OHL never played. And that's like the number one CHL league in terms of developing, uh, developing talent. Mm -hmm. The QMJHL played like 40 games, which is half their season. Um, The WHL barely played. Like, all these places that are really renowned for, like, developing talent didn't play a ton of games. I'm like, the only place that really did was the NCAA.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, And it's really, uh, it's really weird, too, for the Hawks right now because they just went through the spell of drafting all these defensemen and then getting Doc, who's supposed to be a guy who jumps in the lineup right away. So it's kind of like, unless you're getting a top pick, like, what, what do you want them to even look for? You know what I mean? It's such a weird situation right now because their roster is not terrible.
1: Yeah, I think I think this draft, because of how uh, weird it is, there might be more, because, you know, there's always the, hey, you need to get the best player available. Yeah. Um, but because there is such a difference of opinion of, and such a varied opinion of who might actually be the best player available whenever any team picks, they, that some teams are going to lean a little bit more towards, like, balancing best player and position needed. Um, but I don't know what the position needed for the Hawks is, because, like you said, we have lots of defensemen, But do we still have a true number one? Well, they're still not super stocked on centers unless like Reichel ends up playing there. They're kind of shallow on right wings currently, but they have some in the system, not a huge amount. Like, what do you what would they pick? So, yeah, the they're in a really interesting. They need a little bit of everything, (laughs) Um, even though they're again, the roster is not terrible right now.
0: Yeah, and in a weird, like you said, in a weird scouting year too, they might depend on like the, the guys they've seen the most, which is why I like a guy like Matthew Coronado from the Chicago Steel could probably be the pick at number eleven. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with the Hawks
2: right now too is like they they've been good at developing forwards for a long time, so I I feel like they might lean that way just because if you get a guy who's been a center um, and he's been really good his whole career, he might turn into something. You can even put him on a wing or on a third or fourth line at the NHL level. But uh, I feel like I don't know how they feel about the defensemen right now, especially with like Bodan and Mitchell not playing a lot.
0: Yeah, the problem is I don't I don't see how a number one defenseman falls to them. Like there's there's some guys with potential to be number one defenseman. own Power for sure, but then the guys like Luke Hughes and Brandt Clark are in this draft. They're not at eleven though, right? Totally. No, exactly. Yeah, I don't see and, them falling yeah, that
1: far. And same thing with Edvinson. He's not going to fall. Yep. He seems to be. Everybody wants him to be the next headman. He actually plays a little bit more like. You want to compare him to another Swedish one, a little bit more like, um, OEL. Um, Oh my God. Why am I not?
0: Oliver Ekman-Larsen? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: Like, it's cause that's how I type his name every time. Um,
0: LBR OEL.
1: Yeah. Nobody has time to type everybody's name out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's just, there's not, I think like maybe Lambos is the only one that's going to be in that mid Carson Lambos who played, um, he's, Canadian, but he played in the younger, the like lower Finnish league. I want to say this.
0: SM Sarya. SM Sarya. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And supposedly he did really well over there. Like he really impressed, got up to the second pairing, um, and but I just don't. You know, they have he's ranked anywhere between fifteenth and in the second round. So it's yeah. like I don't know. He I don't know if if he's worth you know, like taking if he's a little bit lower. Um, But so I don't even know if there's going to, you're right. I don't think there's going to be necessarily be a defenseman there that will impact the prospect pool enough to grab him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think the Hawks have either. Like they haven't been developing defensemen at that rate and the system's weird. And we talk about all that. I don't know that they'll want to take a shot at somebody at 11. That's not a sure, surefire talent like that.
0: Yeah, the, like the last surefire NHL or the Blackhawks developed um, that's like done something worth noting besides Boquist is Nicholas Yalmerson, and that's uh, a decade ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh,
2: shit, he came up 8 so he drafted the yeah. round before that.
1: To be fair, I think Stephen Johns probably would have been a very good top four defenseman if he hadn't gotten... Yes, but well, yeah. there's over. like
2: a list of guys who have gotten either
0: hurt or traded.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the problem,
0: the, pro- the other problem with Stephen Johns, though, is that he wouldn't have been developed by the Blackhawks. It would have been developed by the Dallas you know, Stars system.
1: Well, I mean, he he had he had one year in the AHL with the Blackhawks and then he was under them um, when he was in the NCAA. So he ha- they had a hand in his primary year like his first few years development and then he went to the stars and then he pretty much made their team out of, um out of camp. I want to say that very first year after the sharp trade, I think he was already starting to play a little bit and then he got sent down again, but yeah, I just, it's annoying. They, they have drafted a couple of good guys and the ones that they have drafted have left or been injured. And then nobody else has come up. You're right since hammer. So yeah you just have to hope that what we've got will eventually work or they have to supplement through trading. Um, but I just don't, I think taking a defenseman unless a miracle happens and people are turned off by um, Edvinson is the one of, I think those, the big four that might drop. Um, he's like the unicorn. Cause he's the, he's so big and he moves very well for his, his size, but he doesn't really have as standout defensive um, like capabilities or offensive debil- abilities that the other ones have. I don't think he has much offense at all, really. Um, this is Edmondson,
0: you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he can offense, obviously, but I don't think he... It's not. It's, it's not as much of a natural. It's the reason why when they people say he could be headman, I'm like, can he? Because I don't think he has headman's hands or instincts. But
0: yeah, he had a point and assist in ten SHL games this season. Yeah, and
1: yeah. even before that, I don't think he had much. He's very good defensively. I think think he. He's. He's good defensively, um, and again, very big.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's. I think that's a combination of things the Blackhawks really need with. Bodan and Mitchell and, and Boquist coming up and maybe Regula too.
1: Yeah. So if he magically fell to the 11th spot because people, because other teams are a little scared about his lack of offense, then jump on him. But otherwise I don't think there's going to be a defenseman there that, um, in that range that they should reach for.
2: Yeah. I th- I think something that too that they at least should be paying attention to is who maybe is the fastest or best skater available at that posi- at, at their draft position because not just with Colleton's defensive system and them on the rush and all that but the way the league is shifting they need to get a little bit faster.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah which is I there's so the couple of players that have been um that have been linked to the Hawks, you have uh Coronado you have Lucius and Cylinder, Cylinder. Oh my God! Somebody, Cole Cylinder. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yes. Those are the three that often get attached to them. Um, and I don't like Lucius is not fast to me. Like he's fine yeah, he's fast.
2: not a burner. But also too the the I've only seen them in USA stuff, and they play kind of clunky.
1: They do. Um, I don't think. Uh, So, Coronado is a great, he's very, very good at what he does because he scores really well and he's got that international, he's got that instinct that like a Debrinket has, you know, like he just knows where to be and be in open space and Mm. very sneaky about where he gets, how he gets there. But he's also five foot 10 and light. So, you're, and I don't, I do not think size, Matter. No,
0: size doesn't size doesn't matter as much as it once did. And I, I think looking at how small relatively the avalanche are who were supposed to supposedly the best team in the NHL.
1: Yeah. But they at least are somewhat balanced in size. So I don't think, I don't think size is, should be a complete determining factor, but if you're putting a bunch of kids that are right next to each other and they're very similar in skill and you go, well, maybe I'll take a chance on the slightly bigger one, not because just, you know, just if everything else is pretty equal, that's, that could be a determining factor to me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the top line of the abs are pretty hefty. I mean, Ranton and Landis got both like 210 or bigger. Um, I think the
2: strength is more what we are looking for than the size.
1: Yes. And I've Coronado has, uh, he's, I think, um, I can't remember where I read it, but, somebody was like, he just screams complimentary top six, but his like probably cap is going to be a uh, second line, um, yeah. which is fine. Cause I'm not sure you're going to find that many forwards that are going to necessarily break out into a top line in this draft in this little range, unless you just really knock it out of the park. Um, but that's the, the main reason I don't really like Lucius that much is because of his skating again, not he's not bad it's just not he's not he's not like super quick he's not super good at anything um he That
2: sounds so mean.
1: i know it does
2: no, i'm just to, i know what you meant though it's just <laughs> it's
1: like it's like there are certain players that have like this guy is an elite playmaker and so but you know there's other areas of his game that need to come up and then there's like Cornato. he's a great scorer but there's a couple of areas in his game that have holes lucius is more well rounded than a lot of those. So he probably has a higher floor, but maybe not as high of a ceiling. Um,
2: Well, he's a guy who might get drafted at center and get moved to like a third line wing.
1: Yeah, that's very possible too. Um, I don't know. I just, I I watch mostly, um, I watch way less European league stuff than I do NCAA and USHL and stuff like that. I just, the, and the USDP games, I just, He's impressive, but he's not, like, over-the-top impressive to me. So while I would not dislike the Hawks to get him, I just also wonder if there are better options.
0: Yeah, and two of the better options that might be able to fall to the Blackhawks were, like, Jesper Wallstedt, who's the best goaltender in this draft, um, from the SHL, and then A.T. Rossi, who started the year as, like, up there with Owen Power in terms of, like, who's going to be the number one pick, and then fell throughout the course of the year, but... I, again, I think th- just like you don't put too much emphasis in what happened this season with the Blackhawks, don't put too much emphasis in what happened this season with prospects, maybe. So if you do that, Aturati was still one of the best prospects heading into the year. If he falls to 11, that's a, is an option.
1: Yeah, and the interesting story, if you've read, there's a great article about him on The Athletic that was that talked about his fall from grace. And some of it had to do with like the pressure getting to him. And how he would work so hard, he would train so hard that he was tiring himself out for games. Now, that sounds like a kid that cares a lot about being the best and being good. And during that process, it, he said that he kind of stopped liking hockey, like he stopped loving it as a sport because he was trying too hard to be like perfect, to live up to these like expectations. If he came to the Blackhawks where he would be, you know, first of all, it'd be a couple of years, probably at least a year, if not more. He'd already be behind. Kane would still be here, probably. Taves would hopefully still be here. Um, and those are the big ticket sellers. But he'd also be behind a hopefully first line center by that point, Doc. Uh, Alex Dobrynkit, who should be known as a star in the NHL. Kubalik. you know, there are all these guys that could cushion him from needing to be that guy right away. And it would be a really good landing place for him because every guy that I just mentioned, especially people like Kane and um Debrinket are they live and breathe hockey for the fun of it. You know, like it's fun and they're good at it. So he could he it just be a really good it could be a really good situation for him if he landed with the Blackhawks. Um,
2: especially if they're able to get matchups. You can kind of shelter a guy like that and get him yeah. a nice you know, th- so he can finish off somebody.
1: Yeah, and you're right. He's got a lot of talent, um, and I just I think people are going to be scared off by the fact that he might be it. Like I've heard, I've seen the phrase "head case." Um, and yeah, all hockey I,
2: players are mental. They're nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be opposed for them taking him either. And I think the situation in Chicago is as good as any place for him to land. Great organization, already has people ahead of him in terms of who they're going to focus on. Um, as long as people don't hype him up too much, I think he would be like to start so that he could become comfortable and he did get better as the year went on. So like he, he hit his rock bottom and then got better. So yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I also like uh, Fabian Lysel. Um, I think he could be really good. I think he has a bunch of top, like top 10 skills. Like if he, he really should be in the top 10, but I think he's going to fall out of it. Um, Good hands, good skating. I think he needs to like battle a little more, but I think he could be really good for the Blackhawks. And he's a right winger, which the Blackhawks, and I want to say a right shot, which the Blackhawks do not have a huge amount of either. Not on the team currently and not in the prospect pool. So that's another guy that I think, could be better than like Coronado. I don't know why I keep saying his name like that. Like it's <laughs> like, uh, I don't want him, but I, I like him a lot. I just don't know if he's the right, right. For the Blackhawks.
0: And he's like, he's being, he's being ranked anywhere from like 15th to 25th. So it's he's, he's also a reach for the Blackhawks at 11. Can I, can I ask oh, you
2: guys a question? Sure. Yeah. Um, with them looking at forwards, potentially, obviously in the first round at 11, you want a guy who within the first couple of years can factor into the lineup. Do you think having Reichel coming maybe soon, is it going to affect their decision at
0: all? The problem with Reichel is that we don't know where he's going to slot into the lineup, whether he, like as Sylvia said, if he's going a play center, that's what I was thinking, been doing, or, or if he's going to play wing, um and we also don't know who his linemates are gonna be. Like No, right, I'm, I'm with you. Like are Kane and the Brink are permanently assigned to, to Doc now or and is like is League always with Taves? Because that changes a lot. Like if if Reichel's best line mate possibly is Pia Suter uh or Vinny and Estroza, that changes a lot versus like if he's playing on the wing with Taves and League, Yeah. I guess it depends if he becomes a finisher or not. Yeah.
1: He's a little bit more balanced. We keep comparing him to like Tara Vinen and Schmaltz because of where he's picked. And he's stylistically kind of in their range. Um, I think he's more well balanced than either one of them were when they came to the Hawks. In terms of playmaking shooting, at least. Um, He's not as creative as either one of them to me. But he battles more than both of them. Did when? Well, I
2: know until they hit the NHL, it's all speculation too. Yep. But,
1: um, I wonder which, which direction does Reichel shoot? I can't remember. I was like, if he's another left shot, I'm like, he does, he shoots left. Um, so I, I don't know if he'd be put like, it's not that Kane has never played with people who shoot left. He obviously has, but, um, he'd be better situated shooting, There's just so many. They have so many left shots in the in the prospect pool, Um, and that matters less and less in the NHL today. Like which side you're going to play on, who you're going to play on with, Um, but it's always good to have some balance.
2: Yeah. Well, and the way the Hawks' offense works, it doesn't really matter, does it?
1: (laughs) I mean, they only score off the rush right now, so it's
2: like just cut through the slot, put it on.
1: Hope for the best.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, the other news with shooting left is Dominique Kubelik also shoots left, so maybe not putting him with that line.
1: Yeah, they all uh, shoot left. It's Ta yeah. But Taves and Kubelik also worked fine with other players who shoot left. But the Reichel has played more right wing than he has left wing when he was playing wing because he's kind of like Kane and has a very good um backhand pass. So if all else fails, you know, you can put him. On the yeah, right, hand it'd probably be better.
2: Right. Um, yeah. That line know. where it was Saad, Taves and Kubalik—they all shot left, didn't they? Yeah,
1: Jeez. they were they weren't as together as people. People seem to remember it. The playoffs—they were together a lot, but I don't even I don't even think that was one of the top five most common lines for the Blackhawks that year. No,
2: I think it was just so yeah. good in the playoffs that yeah. people were like,
1: they were so good against Edmonton.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I mean. They were good, good against Edmonton, but who isn't?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not sure we can hold that performance anymore. Hell no. <laughs> oh, Edmonton. Um, the other, so, I was gonna um, mention one more person who I think might yeah. fall because he keeps getting put between like four and like sixteenth, and that's uh Mason McTavish.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He, I he's everything the Hawks might want in a player um he's got skill but he's also like um he's a center who has also played some wing he's not small i think he's over 200 pounds already um and he's got really good skating for his size he played in i want to say a swiss league or the czech league Mm
0: -hmm. he played in the swiss Um, league
1: yeah and he did very well there and from what i have read and i've seen a bunch of highlights of his but Mostly I'm I'm remembering him from the year before when he played um, with the Pete's in the OHL. And he was very good then. He wasn't quite a point per game, but he was better defensively than I think a lot of like 16, 17 year olds had a right to be. Um, and he had better positioning as a, as a, um, he was playing mostly wing and center then, but he's a good, I think if we're looking at players that have, like, more concrete floors than necessarily high, high ceilings, I think he's one of those types of players. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay.
0: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void hip prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Just imagine two other names, Kent Johnson and William Michael Michaelins, who probably aren't going to follow the top 10, but there are possibilities too, but they absolutely should not, and they would be a steal at 11.
1: Yeah, Kent Johnson's great. He was uh,
0: 27 points in 26 games in the NCAA. Like, uh, if you're not taking that in the top 10, I don't know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, he played great for the University of Michigan. His underlying stats, his like micro tracking stats, are some of the best. Who was the other person you mentioned?
0: Eklund out of the SHL.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he's not. There's no way.
0: Yeah, there's no 23 points in 40 games in the SHL. You've got to take that. And like, he's being ranked like low enough, maybe, that he could potentially be. There for the Blackhawks, but at at the same time,
1: he's uh, the only reason I think he might go lower is because of his size. He's he's probably he's I think he's listed at 510. He doesn't look 510. He doesn't he but he plays like a water bug. Um, And anybody who is thinking a 510 170 player can't be excellent in the the NHL isn't paying attention to the Patrick Keynes of the NHL now
0: Patrick Um, Haynes and the Braden points and the yeah.
1: yeah everybody who came after Patrick Kane that has proved it too and and he's great and I think that he will be ranked higher and be picked higher because he played like 40 games over some of these kids that in a men's league over some of these guys that only got to play like 20 games or you know 13 or whatever in other smaller leagues and stuff like that so
2: yeah. Oh, by the way, McTavish is another left-handed shot.
1: <laughs> They're all lefties. He
2: looks like he's comparable to Kubalik, sort of like the size and just playing that side. I don't know.
1: Actually, so he plays. He technically played center mostly. Um, I, but he played right wing. I want to say in some of the games too. But don't quote. They
0: yeah, probably
2: can move him around if he's that skilled.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of kids that are playing center right now that probably will not end up playing center. In the
2: go, Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the baseball thing. Draft shortstops because they can play anywhere sort of thing. Yep. It's like draft centers and then, you know. I mean, Kane was drafted as a center.
1: Yeah. He, he just ca- can't
2: yeah. really play center.
1: <laughs> no. He just drives like a center from the wing.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, like, going both ways, he just can't be bothered. But that's okay.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: Um, I don't think... I'm trying to think of anybody else who is in that group that might jump up. It's hard to say. I know there are a couple of other SHL kids that are like ranked in the bottom teams that could come up. If Bowman is still very into his like Swedish dream team. Um,
2: Bowman's Swedish dream.
1: I mean, I'm they want to play more Swedish totally for that in general. Yeah,
2: for sure. Well, they they do good with their European prospects.
1: Yeah, which this will be again for the Blackhawks. It'll be interesting because they keep linking, and by they I mean all the lists that do mock drafts. They keep linking the Blackhawks to mostly U.S. players, um, because U.S.
0: Canadian, yeah, because also Cole Sillinger probably around that range.
1: Yes, and they yeah. they keep, but Sillinger played in the U.S. HL this past season, so um, yeah, so all of all of this is to say that the Blackhawks have a long history of picking from the USPD and the UHL because they see them a lot more. um, And there's nothing wrong with that. They also, it's, it's good because you know that the kids will probably take at least a year or two to, to stay in school. um, Mm -hmm. And you can get free development that way. But I think they've done a better job drafting in Europe
2: well, I think their European scouts obviously know what they're doing, but they're also they find guys who don't have a ton of hype surrounding them. Because how yeah. many times do they bring somebody over and we're like, who's that? And then they tear it up.
1: Well, they've technically only really had in the last couple of years of the like really good guys they found. Kubelik is... Shooter. Yeah, but so you go, so it goes, Panarin is the best, obviously, but everybody knew Panarin was going to be good. He should have probably been picked up the year before that if his contract within, with his KHL team had um, had ended sooner he could have gotten picked up a year earlier well, that,
2: yeah that was just the case of them getting to him before any other team
1: exactly though. they they did they they were just the lucky ones to grab him but leak was a big find and then you've got Scooter, yeah. who I think is the third best they've found and then you've got Kuhn who I thought he's better than what he's been traded around for to me he's more balanced <laughs> than that
2: yeah um, Tavo.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then if you go to their who they've drafted, Caravinan is awesome. Obviously. Wasn't he
2: eleventh overall?
1: No, he was like he was in the background. He was
2: that. yeah, he was he was late twenties. Like,
1: no, yeah. I think he was in the teens, but
2: maybe seventeen, something like that. I watched that draft. I don't know.
1: I want to say he was like seventeenth, but uh, watch me be wrong. 18th, very close. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, um, I was towards the back
1: because uh Schmaltz is was taken around the same thing but they like jumped up for him because they didn't want um they had a lower 20 like a mid 20s and they jumped up to I want to say 20th but it could have been 19th and because they didn't want St. Louis to grab him cuz they, they just wanted to jump above <laughs> St. Louis I remember everything being like that's hilarious at the time um
0: but I mean they the the Blues had his brother
1: Exactly. I don't think that's the reason. But he was apparently on their board and the Blackhawks knew that. So they were like, we're just gonna scoop this. Which is, you know, they were right. Maltz is a good player. Um picking but after like the tenth, everything after that drops like the the curve is like crazy. And picking in the lower the back twenty, the back ten of the first round is not that dissimilar from picking in say like the third round in terms of probability. So uh, finding kids in Hawks the Hawks have done
2: good in the second round though.
1: They have done pretty well in the second Saad,
2: round. Sod and Shaw, Shaw was real late there. My Shaw's like sixth round or something, right? The Brinket yep. the yeah the came with the Sod from the Montreal pick and then uh I and think the, Sod. yeah.
1: The Blackhawks in terms of like overall drafts are like meh. Um but in terms of Picking their first rounders and their second rounders, I think they're pretty good. Um, they've only, under Bowman, they only had one first rounder that didn't play, that isn't playing in the NHL, and that was McNeil.
2: Um, yeah, poor McNeil.
1: <laughs> yeah. But everybody after that, you Kevin Hayes, um, Tara Vine and Schmaltz, Hartman is, he carved out a nice little niche type of playing um, and put up almost 0.5. Now he's
2: got Capri Sun with him, so I mean that's that's not going to hurt.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's not. That,
2: hurt. <laughs> the only fun ever, thing that ever come out of Minnesota.
1: Every time, like it doesn't matter. There's always one announcer that pronounces his name like Capri Sun, and I just <laughs> automatically think of that drink. Um,
2: and he's going to carve the Hawks up, unfortunately, next year.
1: Yeah, it'll be the only time the, <laughs> the Wild ever have carved. Yeah. Um, so i actually so i was gonna i was gonna backtrack to the goalie i actually don't want the blackhawks to pick him
0: because it's too soon to come so yeah yeah
1: and i like but to say, at the
0: same time you take the best player available and the best player if the, if the best player is available is well set and
1: yeah i get it i just don't in this type of draft where it's so loose i don't know if he is the best player like if the Hawks pick him, they obviously think that I wouldn't mind if the Blackhawks... Because they just picked up, so they've got kemesso they've got um Linkinen, hopefully is going to be pretty good Bounce
0: back next season, yeah,
1: um, and then they've they've got what's the new little Swedish guys whose last' name?
0: Soda, soda bloom
1: soda is it soda bloom or soda Blah?
0: som b l o m yeah um like clubbau I wouldn't
1: so the out of the he's leaving UMass, Philip Lindbergh has been excellent in the uh NCAA, and he was drafted by I'm blanking on what team? The Wild. Um, he was drafted by the Wild. He's about to be 21. Um, but either way, because he's an NCAA and he doesn't want to sign with the Wild, he's gonna become an um his rights expire at the end of June, so he can sign with another club in July if they wanted to. I wouldn't mind the Blackhawks picking up him. I I just don't know if a draft pick is the right route for a goalie.
2: Well, what, one idea uh, I wanted to pose with that, because you guys, you're saying best player available. If you look at the next couple of years, if somehow the Hawks did get themselves in a place where they can really try to make one, one more run with Taves and Kane sort of thing... They might need to trade for like a top end forward or defenseman and use that pick, you know, as trade bait. If it's like, hey, we got to win now and this guy's in the AHL or whatever.
1: Yeah, but it just depends on what that player is. Cause I've seen, I've seen the let's package it for Seth Jones and I'm really against that.
0: Yes, same. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, Mainly I, because I, I'm, mainly because I don't want Seth Jones. I'd take well, I'm talking them, about like
2: a, a rental. Like It might have to be like the Taylor Hall situation. Like If they're like, oh, we're good, we're going to compete, but we need this extra.
1: Oh, well, I don't think that that would happen for this year. Not
2: That's this like, year. If I'm saying a couple years down the line, yeah. maybe. It's possible. I don't think so either, but I don't want to be negative all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I just, mm. I don't know if there's... Just, just speaking for this year, I don't like it. Have to be somebody pretty awesome to trade the eleventh in this draft. Even um, again, it's <laughs> that seems like a really odd thing to say when it's not like the best draft and it's not like a top five pick and that kind of thing. But I don't know if there's there have been any rumors of players on the block that I would trade this pick for. Um, and I can't speak to the future. I don't mind them trading late round first picks, but I don't know about.
2: yeah i'm just saying because like if you look at some of these guys who are wasting away like there's a couple of guys in san jose like carlson or hurdle who they're san jose is awful um down the line somebody like that who might be trying to get out of the team and the hawks trying to make a run it's just something they've done in the past and i'm just thinking about it that's all
1: san jose is an interesting team because their prospect pool is crap yep um that's
2: kind of what i'm saying (laughs) is they're gonna have to rebuild eventually right
1: yeah. Well, they have to rebuild now. There's no, like, they have to. Okay. So the Sharks are, they need to start rebuilding soon because their prospect pool isn't great. Their team is kind of below mediocre at this point. And they've got a top round pick this year, but that's not going to put them anywhere near contention in even the next few years. So they're, they need to do what every other team that has done rebuilding because they don't, they don't have that many locked up. Um,
0: I, at the same time, the people they do have locked up are some of the worst contracts in the NHL.
1: Yeah, but they don't like, so they could totally.
0: They could
2: eat it.
1: Well, I mean, it depends on what you want to. I think you could, like, Kane could get them a haul. He's only tw- he's 29, and his contract is at seven, but if they eat like a million, um, they could probably get a decent haul for him. Um, I don't think that they'd be able to trade Couture, even though he's really great still, but he's 32. And he when does his fucking contract end? It goes on forever, I feel yeah. like. And it is like $8 million. Um, I don't think anybody's going to touch Carlson.
0: I don't think anybody's touching the defense. I don't think anybody's touching the defenseman Burns or Vlasic. Vlasic, Vlasic. Vlasic yeah. is a problem. Vlasic's a worse contract than Brent Seabrook was for the Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, that's bad. I'm trying, like, and anybody under, like, I'm trying to like LeBlanc is there and he's good, but he's 25
2: hurdles. Deal's not bad. Is it? No, no. He's,
1: he's like five, six. Um, yeah. it's, he's only one year. Um, I mean, if
2: he's on a good line, that guy would be tearing it up.
1: I think he's going to be their Their sell-off rental guy for next year. I think they're going to yeah, They can get a bigger package, um, this summer, which I don't, I'm not sure they can. Um, but he does also have a no-trade clause. So that could limit things a little bit. I don't know what the terms are for it.
2: They'll um, probably ask him for the list. Oh,
1: he has yeah. a three-team trade list. Yeah, he's going to screw his team over. if they- <laughs> um, Oh, it's a Taylor Hall thing. Yeah, exactly. Taylor Hall screwed Buffalo like crazy because he was like, the only place I'll go to is the Bruins.
2: He was it's fighting wild. yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, which... I know a lot of people sidetracked, got all upset at the Leafs because they didn't get Hall. And I was like, Hall probably said no to them. They probably tried. Uh, yeah,
0: they, he, said, he said no to Vegas.
1: Yeah. Um, so I... That's you know, weird. Yeah, the media, the Toronto media is so pissed off at the Leafs for not getting Hall. And I'm like, Hall did not want to come to you, okay? you, The Leafs management should be criticized for certain things, but not getting Hall is not one of them. Yeah, was
0: out of their control. Yeah. he had Tra- Yeah. Trading up first him. for Nick Foligno was different than not getting for Taylor Hall.
1: Yeah. They, shouldn't they have should done get that.
0: shit on for that for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like your backup plan can't be shit, but uh, yeah, I mean, poor, poor Buffalo. Um I mean, poor in that situation, at least, at least they got, they're going to get power. So that's good. It's but, weird uh,
2: how like we laugh at the Leafs and then we just feel bad for the Sabres. <laughs>
1: Because the Leafs are, like, obnoxious.
2: No, no, really? I know, but it's just funny. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the Leafs should absolutely also be better than they are.
1: Yeah, they shouldn't do with, like, they're cursed or something. Um uh, the
2: captain almost got killed. I watched that live and almost, like, fell off my chair.
1: Yeah, it was bad. And while Buffalo is just like, so that sucks. They're cursed in a completely different way. And they don't, but they don't think they're great. They've they no. don't they've never been like, yeah, we're gonna be amazing.
0: They don't think they're the best fan base in the NHL
2: NHL, even though they might be. Yeah, they honestly might be. Do you guys ever been there?
1: No. It's cool.
2: Like it's a great city, but those people are cool, man. Like they're really nice and they love their hockey.
1: The only like, person in my um office ever who liked hockey enough that I could carry on a conversation with them was a Buffalo guy, and he was like the best. Um, I think I told the story, but right after the Hawks won in 2015, he printed out this really big picture of them with the cup and put it in my um cube for me and that said dynasty across it. And he was like, I'm so happy for you. And I was like, see, your team hasn't had anything in forever, but you're so happy for like yeah. somebody whose team has had so much success in a really short period of time.
0: Because he knows I mean, what that means to a fan. Yeah. Yes. And they're a top 10 market year in and year out in terms of the playoffs, even though they never go to the playoffs. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And like Dave was
2: saying, he was at the airport the other day. And they didn't even have the the games on at Chicago. Oh,
1: poor. Uh, See, we're all like, oh, Buffalo.
2: Chicago's ridiculous. Like they never, like you go to the bars, the Hawks aren't on. And they don't, they don't care about hockey. And it's just like, dude, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get to airport bar, but still, sorry, moot point.
1: True. I mean, <laughs> uh, do you guys want to finish maybe with if you had to pick one of these kids, or you give like a top three? You can it doesn't even have to be in order. Which three? Who would you pick? Like, what would be your three?
0: And it's it's, it's got to be it's got to be reasonable. So no Owen Power.
1: Yes, it's got to be like anywhere being ranked. Like, five and below, because I think anybody ranked five or after is probably, like, in, like, the consensus of other people's, like, charts. So, it could be, because, like, everybody except for the, the top three, really. Um, Yeah, everybody after. So, Power, Clark, Bernier, Hughes, Eklund, I think.
0: I mean, but some, some lists have Luke Hughes down near the Blackhawks. The Elite Prospects top 32 has he was 11th and while he's probably not going to fall the blackhawks that'd be amazing
1: oh yeah i'll accept that i'll accept that as one of the ones so you could pick three you can one of them can be like probably not going to fall but if they did they would be my pick yeah so what would your what would your three be
2: See, this is hard i didn't have three plugged guys, plans that they would possibly pick. But for me, I'm three, looking get all these. Yeah. Why don't you go first? <laughs> yeah, you go first. You go first, Elvier.
1: Um, mine would be, so, I like Lysel. I like yep. Johnson. And then I like McTavish. Okay. Those are probably, I think, the... Ken Johnson is the one that I think could fall. I think he's going to go higher than people think, but if he could fall to the 11th, I'd be really excited about that. I like Lysel a lot. I think he was really good in the few games that I've seen. He's not like super offensive, but he's very, very good. And then I think McTavish is super well-rounded, round, well well-rounded, well-rounded and rounded and would be four-level. Um, and I like them better than most of uh. the like US players they keep trying to stick with the black ox in other picks.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Who
1: goes next? I'll
0: go next. I'll go next. No, you go next. You go next.
2: (laughs) I'll just say like I'm kind of with you, LBR, on like McTavish and and you said Johnson too, right?
1: Yeah, Kent Johnson, I think
2: Cause I like centers and because they can be moved around and you, you never know. Like the, my, my whole point is a lot of these guys were the best player their whole life on every team. And then they get to the NHL and you kind of figure out what they are. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a guy like camp was probably a huge scorer as a kid. You know what I mean? Um, well, maybe if he didn't shoot into the goalie, but uh, mm-hmm. so I kind of like the idea of them getting a center uh, and, or a winger instead of like a defenseman, because they're going to be clogged up there. And then what do you do with everybody?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. I like, uh, I like Wallstedt. I like Rati. And I like, uh, I I would love if Luke, if Luke Hughes fell to the Blackhawks, because like, he so you, has, he has the potential to be the best
2: of the three. You want him to, Do you want them to go after the goalie then?
0: I'm not sold on Camesso. I know he had a really decent season in the, in the NCAA this, this year, but I'm not sold on him yet. And the last two guys chosen in the top 10 among goaltenders are fantastic. Spencer Knight is fantastic. And then, yeah, going to be really good. I just want to throw this out there. I think if we're having this
2: discussion next season after an 82 game NHL season and a uh, hopeful, like, everybody else is playing and they can scout them, I think we're having a different discussion. But like you guys said earlier, it's such, like, a random, like, get the best thing you can. Who have you seen? It's so weird right now.
1: Yeah. And absolutely everybody that we just mentioned, all of the picks that Shepard just said, I would be 100% down for too. I mean, and then there's more, there's so many in there that I'm like, these are all good kids, even though I feel like I've shit on him a little bit. I I think Granato is a good kid too. And I would be happy if the Blackhawks got him. Um,
0: If, If weirdly Dylan Gunther fell to the Blackhawks, that'd
2: be great.
1: Oh, Dylan Guthrie was good too. He had a great you, season. You
2: know what's going to happen, you guys? They're going to get Lucius, and then we're going to do all the Harry Potter gifts.
1: <laughs>
2: but, uh, you know, they do like their American players. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody thought last year, though. And then they picked Reichel. So, uh, that's
2: true.
1: People were not. Yeah, <laughs> No, I mean that's the thing. We're all like, yeah, but they love American players. And then suddenly you're like, but they also do like Europeans. So
2: maybe Lucius, they like loved Americans and they traded them all away and were like, screw this.
1: <laughs> Lucius is good too. I mean, it's not
2: He has good stick a, work, but he's not fast like you said.
1: Yeah, I I don't think everybody needs to be a blazer and he does have pretty good agility. I just don't his first step isn't impressive to me.
2: I just want uh, them to get faster. Um, watching the playoffs is making me realize, like, how much. I mean, you guys have been watching the ABS night, obviously. Um, sod first forward into the zone. He's not even that fast, but like, if he gets there first, the guys coming behind them are are going right up there so fast, and it's.
1: Ugh. The ABS are such a good. They they have been scoring almost entirely off the rush in that series. Um, not not fully, but almost completely, and it's um it's. The Blackhawks are a similar, hey, they want to score off the rush, but the Avs still put in the effort for zone and cycle time, too, and they're able to, if they can't score off the rush, the rush chance isn't immediately, like, pushed back out of the zone.
0: Yeah, um, they're able to enter the friggin' zone. <laughs> and yeah. they're they're able to get rebound chances and get guys to the front of the net, which is the problem yes. with Blackhawks' have.
1: Yeah. Um, it's part of the reason why people, like... Hagel so much is because he's not only fast, but he doesn't, he's not the best finisher, but he at least gets in there and often gets a second scoring chance opportunity if he, if he can. So it's just not as he's better as a third liner. Um, yeah, I mean, I keep talking myself into these, these different scenarios. I don't think any of the four big demon are going to fall. Um,
0: no, mm-hmm.
1: I don't think Hughes is the one that would fall either. For some reason, I keep thinking Edvinson is the one that would fall just because of his lack of offense.
0: Is um, it because Boquist was the one who fell among his group three years ago, two years ago?
1: Maybe. I I think – I don't know. I don't think – wanna... Boquist didn't really fall in terms of the defenseman because he was always ranked – He was usually ranked second or third, and he did get picked third among the defensemen. It's just a bunch of the teams, instead of picking defensemen, they picked forwards. Because, like, Quinn Hughes was ranked usually, like, second or third, and then he, like, dropped a little bit, too.
2: I just want to clarify my position on one thing. If they were able to get one of those upper echelon, like, defensemen, I would be all for that, like, a a potential number one. I just don't want them to use the pick on a guy who's going to Maybe not be there. You know what I mean? To have another kind of middle pairing guy. Yeah, that's the last thing I need is another second or third pairing defense. Yeah, that's all I meant by like when I said I don't want them to. They're like, oh yeah, like Hughes or, you know, these these guys, these guys who are not going to drop, I'd be like, go for it.
1: It's just such an interesting, it's going to be such a weird draft. We keep coming back to that. It's just going to be a very, very weird draft. Um,
2: Yep.
1: And watch them not pick. Watch them pick somebody randomly off the board. Could happen. It definitely, definitely could.
0: Oscar I mean, Olsson, Yeah. We're all going to be like, who?
1: Dylan Duke.
0: Ryder Korchak.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, see, I'm only going to name people that I know. <laughs> oh, one of the best names, though, uh, Logan's. Stinkover, Steak Oven, Steak Oven, however you say Stank his oven. name. Yep. Yeah, Stink Oven. <laughs> That'd be, he's got a great last name. I'm like, I can't wait to only hear. only like played
0: six games in the WHL this season, which is not enough <laughs> games for a uh, good name. Pretty
1: sure, pretty sure he was hurt, but he's like, uh, his last year was pretty good from what I understand. Not like exceptional, but like almost a point per game, like 10 less than a point per game. Yeah. Yeah. 48 and 49 and 59. Um, a lot of
0: there's also, there's also Jack, there's also Jack Barr in the Chicago steel.
1: Yeah. The Chicago steel won their championship and they looked really good doing it. Um, and again, like we're talking about exposure and some of these kids, like thank oven is going to be judged on his season from last year, mostly, which was very good, but you don't have a year this year versus like ratty who had a bad year this year but was prior to that very good so it's like how do you know some of these other kids wouldn't have dropped or have elevated themselves and yeah it's just gonna be odd yeah when i bet the blackhawks are going to surprise us
0: well hopefully i can only hope for the best (laughs) don't do another kyle beach
2: never again (laughs)
1: Best number eleven in the last maybe like fifteen years, Kopitar. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean fourth is good too, but I think Kopitar is way better overall. Obviously.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes those guys fall like that.
1: I don't even Especially... think Kopitar was considered a reach at his draft year.
0: Although I, I, in- I think part of that is just because of the country he's from. I think
1: exactly. So he was like, people definitely thought that it was a reach at the time.
0: Yeah, because nobody was coming out of Slovenia yet.
1: Nope. Um, But yeah, like that's the hope that, that's a perfect example of a league that's not scouted as much, but they picked that guy and he ended up being even better than normal. So we've got an entire draft that isn't scouted as much. So hopefully the Blackhawks just do a very good job. I I trust their scouting more than I do um their trade the trade side of the gm stuff so mm.
0: yeah. <laughs> hopefully they're oh. full a copatar. yeah
2: you guys know how i feel about that after last offseason
1: yeah no. <laughs> yeah um okay well i think we've yes prob- yeah i
0: think we've r- reached the end of it here uh signing off uh you can find mill at mill 182 on twitter uh My Twitter is about to become about Southern Illinois. So probably don't follow me. Uh, LVR (laughs) is not on Twitter, but she is all you can, as, as always, you can find her on secondcityhockey.com. And that's where you find all of us. We'll be writing about the draft and the two drafts coming up because the expansion draft is also this season. So we'll be writing about those two drafts coming up. um, And you can expect to see more prospect individual profiles soon. So with that said, go Hawks. Fox. Yes. Yes.